everyone, and welcome back to another Babel episode. I'm Megan Thomas, and today I'm chatting to Nadine Matheson. Nadine practices as a criminal defence lawyer and also completed an MA at City University London in creative writing and crime and thriller writing. So a perfect combination for a crime novelist, if you ask me. She's also prepared paper in genres such as domestic fiction and sci-fi. Her debut novel, The Sisters, was published in 2015 by Spectre Books, and her most recent novel, The Jigsaw Man, is out now. It was published earlier this year by HQ. Hi, Nadine, how are you? I'm very well, Megan. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Where am I chatting to you from today? You are chatting to me from London, so I'm in South East London today. Oh, wonderful. I'm actually also... I'm in Southeast London and I'm not just saying that because we're obviously in the same room. (laughs) It's a gorgeous day today as well, which makes it perfect. It does, it does. And so the first thing I'd like to know is how these career pieces fit together. I mean, they obviously fit together quite nicely, criminal defence lawyer, crime writer, but how did it all start and how how did you get to where you are today in terms of your career? Well, I've always... I've always written since I was a kid I've been writing stories I always say that my first book to say was um fan fiction which was the labyrinth after I watched the labyrinth I watched a book I wrote my book version of that <laughs> but um, I also wanted, always wanted to be a lawyer as well so all my I say my academic um studies went towards um being a lawyer so even though I didn't actually study law at university I studied history and um, American studies but writing was always something I did in the background so then I qualified as a lawyer specializing in criminal law because I just that was just my passion if you could have a passion in law (laughs) but I really enjoyed doing criminal law but I was still writing on the side and then in I think it was in 2013 I went freelance so I was self-employed and I found I had time more time to write and I wrote my first book The Sisters which I self-published myself um, and so that's completely different to what I write now. I so said that's domestic fiction, a family drama. And then I carried on writing. I self-published that in 2015. And I was still writing. I was actually working on the sequel to um, The Sisters when I won the city writing competition at City University. And that was to win a bursary of their creative writing masters, which was specialising in crime writing. So I was st- at that point. I feel I actually wanted to start writing um, crime fiction. So I won the competition, surprisingly, and then I started DMA in 2016 and I had to write a novel to complete it. And that novel was The Jigsaw Man. And that's where we are today. (laughs) Amazing. That all follows on um, really smoothly. Um, (laughs) I wonder, do you find that things that you experience in your criminal law capacity or have experienced in that capacity feed into plot? Oh definitely I think in terms of um because I write I'm now writing police procedurals and in my professional life I, I'm a defence solicitor defence lawyer so I know how an investigation works but for me I'm always looking for the holes in a prosecution case so I know how a case is built and what you need to make sure you've got a strong case so that kind of feeds into um, fiction writing into writing police procedural so I know how to build a case and I know the little things that can make a case fall apart which in a sense brings the drama in a police procedural and especially in the jigsaw man. Yes 
And tell me a little more about the MA itself. How is it structured? What people, I, I did a creative writing MA myself, and I'm often asked really annoying questions like, how do you teach writing? <laughs> um, I think that perhaps actually with crime and thrillers as the central topic, it could be a bit easier because there's such important parts like plotting and structure. But what does kind of the curriculum look like for a for anime like this? I know I know the curriculum has changed now, but when I did the, the creative writing masters at City University, they were focusing, you had two options. You could focus on either crime or thriller writing or you could focus on literary so obviously I wanted to focus on crime crime and thrillers so at the time it was they split it into terms of learning about plot learning about structure learning about characterization but also giving you the opportunity as a student to experiment with different styles of writing as well so kind of giving you that freedom to do that and also we read as, as anything if you're doing creative writing masters um we read a lot so again opening up your like your reading horizon and then dismantling those books to see you know how the author put those stories together and so for me I found doing the creative writing masters I don't think you necessarily need a master's you know to write a book but for me I think it helped especially with crime especially with plotting and structure and making sure you've got all those elements together that make a really good crime novel. Mm. And so would you recommend if someone has the capacity to do one, that they do one? Well, I would definitely recommend my, uh, where I went yeah. to um, university, which was City University in London. But in, in the United Kingdom, I think there's quite a few um, universities that have master's programmes, creative writing master's programmes. Mm. So just go and, go and off that on our fabulous Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Google search, but yeah, there's quite there's loads of creative writing masters and also short writing programs as well, which yeah. are really good. You don't need to do spend a year or two years. You can do a short three month course, and those are just as good as well. Mm, absolutely. So I think it must be really interesting having the comparative self publishing experience and then kind of HarperCollins imprint HQ. How did those experiences compare? I'm, I'm laughing because they're completely different self-publishing I think some people can think it's that it's an easy way out and a quick way out to get your book on the shelf but it requires so much work and in a sense the writing becomes the easy bit you know writing the story and get your book finished that's the easy bit but the hard work comes in when you have to basically format your book or find the right editor find someone to um, do the cover art for your book and then also finding proofreaders all of that takes a lot of work and a lot of research and then the, the really hard work I found was marketing the book as well so you're doing everything yourself whereas um, with being traditionally published with HQ it's the complete opposite I just write <laughs> I just write my story and I'm honestly like yeah, I just write the story. I work with my editor, um, you know, to make sure it, it can be as good as it can be. And obviously I'm involved in the in the book cover process. So I got to, you know, give my opinion on what I liked and what I didn't like with the book cover process. But then the rest of it is up to them. So if you're going to self-publish, I just think you just need to realise it's going to take a lot of work and you have to be prepared to also find a marketer. But you also have to know your skill set. So if you know marketing is not your skill set, 
then find someone you can do it even if it's your cousin to work in marketing find someone yeah if you only have five followers on any social media platform and don't really know how to get it out it's probably for the best yeah exactly (laughs) and in terms of distribution did you have kind of a a box of books at your house or was that done by I had I did it through Amazon so if you ordered it through Amazon you got the you can order the physical paperback or you can get the um the ebook so that Amazon made it really easy with their self-publishing and program obviously I had a bunch at home (laughs) which I I gave to friends and family and stuff like that but yeah Amazon makes it made the process really easy okay actually I read a couple of reviews of the Jigsaw Man that were describing it as your debut and I did wonder if Maybe does the industry sometimes not consider a first book if it's been published, self-published, or is it more that they're talking about it's your crime debut? I know more they were talking about it as being my crime um, debut. Because I think yeah. when they announced it in the bookseller that I'd signed with HQ, they, the bookseller did say that, you know, I'd written The Sisters before, so this is like my debut crime fiction. So I don't think it's the prejudice of any kind okay. against um, traditionally published or being self-published. Yeah. Do you have any writing processes, kind of quirks, advice that you can you can share with us? Um, I personally, I cannot write in silence, and but it doesn't mean I can sit in a coffee. Not that we can at the moment, but I can't sit in a coffee shop and write around people. So <laughs> I can need to be on my own, but I need to have some kind of background um, noise behind me. So I've always got like the radio on or music on. In terms of quirks. When I'm editing, I have a certain, I have these special, they're not special pens, but they're like the pens I need. <laughs> and if I outline, I only outline in pencil. It's just Ooh. odd. But I think for me, when I'm outlining my book, it's because I can get rid of stuff. I can erase it and put stuff in. So those are like my little quirks. And then if I get stuck, I don't call it writer's block, but if I just get stuck with a certain chapter, um, my go-to is like, I just, I just go for the sugar. So I've probably got like a bag of sweets on the side of my desk. But um what I always say is that if you do get stuck, if you do get, you know, stuck in a particular corner with terms of your character or plot, just walk away from it for a while. So my thing is like I'll just I've got the river near my house, so I will just walk out just for 10 minutes and then come back. And also accept also that um some days if you write 250 words, that's a good writing day. And if it's more than that, then, well, that's fantastic. But don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, especially because The Jigsaw Man is set in London, I feel like you could just go walk around the areas you're talking about and it count as a, a recce to describe <laughs> everything happening on the road that day. <laughs> it is. And it's because I, obviously, I've set The Jigsaw Man in South East London. That's an area where I still live. So when I am driving around or walking around, I am looking at like buildings or certain parks and thinking, oh, I wonder if that could work yeah. for this chapter. Um, so, and I do, I do that all the time. <laughs> could a body be stashed under that? <laughs> I, it, honestly, that I was walking in the park yesterday because I just needed a breakaway from um, the book, from book two that I'm working on. And the little area of the park, I thought you could, you could literally hide someone there and People wouldn't necessarily notice unless you started digging. So I do have these little thoughts. <laughs> I'd love to know more about your mentoring scheme, kind of what it is, how it started, how uh, 
it's going and how someone interested could get involved? Yeah, it started last year because we were all in lockdown. And in addition to obviously working as a lawyer, I'd also teach in a law school, but all that was is freelance. So a lot of the courses that I was teaching, everything just got pushed back to 2021. So I found I had time. And then obviously we had the whole Black Lives Matters movement happening. And also the fact that it was getting recognised that a lot of underrepresented writers wasn't being, there wasn't being promoted and there wasn't enough opportunities for them. And a lot of the time we don't know how to get into the industry, so to speak. And we don't often know, we think we need to know someone to get in. So I just thought it would be an opportunity to offer like my services to underrepresented writers. And I there's some I've been I've been doing like a six-month scheme with, and some I've just been doing one-off one-to-ones. And we just spent an hour together. I go through their work in progress, give them advice, they ask me questions. And that's how the mentoring started from last summer. So normally on a quarterly basis, I open up applications for the free mentoring for underrepresented writers. And it's something it's something I really get a lot from. I really enjoy it. And it's nice to see someone's confidence, their writing confidence has really grow and also show them, let them realise that, you know, they are worthy and they can be recognised and there is room for them out there and for their stories. So that's how, that's how my mentoring works. I said, I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's really amazing. And I think a lot of the time, all people really need is someone to say to them, you're allowed to do this. That's very good. Keep going. Exactly. exactly. A lot of the, And a lot of the questions I had from my mentees was, well, can I write this? Is it okay for me to write this? And I'm like, absolutely. Just write what, write your story. Whatever your story is, if it involves UFOs <laughs> landing in the middle of British Park, if that's your story, write your story. Mm. So don't feel you need permission to write it. So, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of it giving people the confidence to yeah. just tell their story. And the Jigsaw Man does touch on some really uh, pertinent themes kind of in the wake of Black Lives Matter and just generally at this time, strange time in the world, uh, certainly of whose stories we hear. And even on a crime level, you are talking about kind of which stories make the news, how many young Black women don't get proper investigations when they go missing. And that is something that you've uh, tackled really really well and interestingly yeah. in the book was that was that an important thing for you to to discuss it, it was important but it's really odd it wasn't something I initially planned to happen in the story it just became a part of the story but then I think from my working life as a lawyer and also just generally just living in this world you've seen how much I'll say how much priority or how much um tv time how much screen time is given to missing people or victims of colour, which has been a lot less than anyone else. And I just thought it was that needed to be shown and for the effect on the victims' families for that to be shown as well. Because I think the worst thing is to, you know, have your member of your family be harmed or be missing. And for the people you expect to be doing the work and looking, looking, looking out for them and finding them and searching them. And you want to see... The press, the press conferences on TV and then not seeing that, that has to be just as heartbreaking as, you know, if, as your child or your friend missing also, just to feel like they've been forgotten and then you have to do um, all the work. And also I think with the Jigsaw Man as well, because my lead character, my um, detective inspector Henley, I mean, she's a black woman and her partner, Remuta, 
is an Asian man. And there's a lot of experiences of them, which I call subtle racism, that people, everyone else wouldn't normally pick up. But I think we we would pick up on those little signs. And I think it was important to show that in the book as well. So hopefully I've done that and that's recognised by the readers. Yes, and even just all sorts of discrimination, the fact that when the two of them arrive and someone immediately goes to... Um, her male partner say, yeah. oh, he must be the leader of the case. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm, I'm her assistant. <laughs> and it's, it's not just racism, it's sexism as well. So some of it is just, it's the, as you said, the assumption in that scene. And it's one of the scenes, in a way, I enjoyed writing because it happens. And the, so the governor in the scene, he assumes that Ramuta is the boss and he's the lead investigator. And Ramuta has to stand back and kind of have this bit of embarrassment as like, no, I'm just... I'm just a trainee, like she's she's the boss. Yeah. And well, you've done that really funnily as well. And it's you kind of it's it's woven into the novel in a way that it doesn't feel like you've kind of, I don't know, got a checklist of things that bug yeah. you that put into the book. It's more just you're representing reality. And unfortunately, right now that is all very much a part exactly. of reality. Exactly. In a lot of instances, they're not something that happened, they're not just in your face, it's just something that's just interwoven, just through your daily life and could be happen it could happen when you said you're just going to the coffee shop for example so I didn't want it as you said to be a checklist of I've got racism down I've got sexism down (laughs) I've got mental health I didn't want it to be like that I wanted it to feel natural throughout the story it it definitely is and I highly recommend everybody give it a read I don't think we've given away too many spoilers but definitely enough not at all oh definitely not (laughs) definitely haven't given away spoilers yeah you'd need to sit down with me for a while if I needed to properly spoil it to be fair (laughs) it has been translated into a couple of languages it's being published all over the world which is very exciting have you been involved in that process at all that's all down to the fantastic work of my agent um Ollie Monson from AM Heath and the rights team they they're the ones who have gotten the deal so because when I signed I just I didn't expect it to well I didn't expect to get an agent um that's just me and then you know getting published that was like a big milestone but when all these foreign publishers started coming on board saying we want to publish the book I was like that's crazy Um, (laughs) so I think it's I think it's 13 at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just like it's a good it's a good number there can be more (laughs) it's it's a fantastic number yeah it it just keep growing really (laughs) Yeah. And what's really cool as well is that um, with each publisher, international publisher, you get a different book cover as well. So it's really interesting process to see how like Finland or Russia or Germany would interpret interpret the Jigsaw Man in terms of the book cover and how they present it. So that's really interesting to be a part of. Yeah. And even the subtleties, I think, is it the US one that's just Jigsaw Man? It's not the Jigsaw Man. Is that it's right? the Jigsaw Man. No, it's still called the Jigsaw Man in the US. The German one is just Jigsaw Man. Just but, Jigsaw Man, right. Yeah, but they don't have, they said they didn't have the words for Jigsaw. So it's the Night of the Killers or something like oh, that in, cool. Ger- in German on the bottom. But the Jig- the US cover, I said, is completely different to the UK yeah. cover and vice versa with the rest of them. Yeah, and, and that's when it's such a pleasure to have somebody that knows the market doing that kind of thing for you. Exactly, um, exactly. And so tell me a little bit more about the sequel. Oh, book what two. You- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of um, editing book two at the moment. And and it's odd. Some people don't like editing. I actually like, I enjoy editing. I like, 
I like fixing things. It feels like I'm fixing things and making sure I'm putting the story together. But book two, it is, so we're back with Henley and Ramuta and they're pursuing, well, they're investigating the murder of a pastor. And when Henley and Ramuta arrive at the church, they find the dead pastor. But Henley then searches, she's obviously searching the church as part of the investigation. And she finds a body in a concealed room. And it turns out that the victim in that room may have been subject to someone performing exorcisms. So that is the jet as much as I can go into book two. That's, that's enough to get me excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I actually, I had such a joy. Re- I didn't read The Jigsaw Man. I listened to it um, as mm. an audiobook, which is also so lovely. Yeah. That process must also be another element that of kind of a publisher can, can get yeah me. but exactly I mean you can you can do all your books by himself publishing you know there's loads of mm. places for you to do that that's a possibility but obviously traditionally published it was again they kind of take control of it but they gave me well not gave me they presented the um like the auditions for the, for the possible narrators so that was really good to be involved in choosing a narrator and the thing is, when you hear, I mean, I'm so involved with Jigsaw Mantles, the I wrote it, and I spent years on it and working it and editing and doing all sorts. But it's, it's only when you hear the words of your novel spoken from someone else that you can like truly see what everyone else is seeing. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it was just, it's just my book and I've just written it. But hearing the narrator, hearing Davine um, Henry narrate, it was just, oh, there were moments. I actually had to stop what I was doing. <laughs> And also hearing when Olivier was doing certain things, so that's um, a serial killer in the book, when he was doing certain things and I had to stop and say to myself, you, you are really, you really are terrible. (laughs) You're not a good person. And I kind of lost sight of that when I was working on it. But yeah, the audio books are a different, really good experience. Yeah, how, how exciting to kind of see them brought to life. Because I imagine in your head, they also all sound like you. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of my brothers said he couldn't read it. So yes, the audio book, because he goes, all he can hear is me. <laughs> I know what the characters sound like in my head. So I know what Olivier sounds like. I know what um, Henley and Ramuta sound like. In my head. I don't know what they look like, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't envision them that way, but I can hear them. So I can hear their voices. But it was still good to hear someone else, you know, being them. Yeah, yeah. And so if it were to kind of be option for a movie, you'd have no idea who you'd want cast. <laughs> oh, I do now. I mean, it's been, yeah, it's been an option for TV, which is cool. Oh, exciting. Congrats. Thank you. So cross fingers, it makes it to the screens. But in my head, I did have um, Michael Fassbender yeah. as, as um, Olivier. I just thought he'd be a really, really good Olivier. <laughs> and then I had Naomi Harris, maybe, as Henley. I thought she would be good. So those are those, <laughs> are, my, those are my fantasy fantasy casting. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get in touch with them shortly and <laughs> demand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nadine, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you today and hear the, hear the voice behind the, the work <laughs> that I've been consuming nonstop for the last couple of weeks. Thank you to our audience for listening. I thoroughly recommend you get your hands on The Jigsaw Man and that you follow Nadine and Babel on social media because um, we'll be sharing all the, the latest news. 
And yeah, thank you. It's been great. Thank you so much. I've had a fantastic time. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into Babel today. Whether it's your first time or you've been here since the start, we're so happy to have you and hope you enjoy the arts and literature interviews available. This is a free platform to project the voices of those starting out and those who've spent years journeying to this point in their career. From the new to the renowned, the 60-year-old debut novelist to the 20-year-old musician, we want to babble with everyone. So get in touch if this is you or if you'd like to do some interviewing yourself. You'll find us on Twitter at babbleshow underscore on Instagram at Babbleshow and on www.babbleshow.com.